The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We're glad to have you with us today. We are going to continue talking about a three-pronged topic we've been on the last couple of weeks, but we're going to confuse you because we're going to talk about this particular prong for two weeks. Now, Robbie, could you help set up what we've kind of been talking about, the context of, of where we'll be going today? Yeah, we have been talking about how men foundationally, uh, the three prongs, uh, find ourselves starting out as a generalist before we figure out how to become a specialist <laughs> and a generalist you, you know would be you know maybe the reason that we like cub scouts or boy scouts that you begin to learn how to make a campfire and you learn how to do this and mm -hmm. you can fix your own car or maybe you can uh, work on your own electrical or whatever the situation may be you just have a general understanding and and those come from a place of identity like we talked about last week and i'm trying to remember the first week we talked about i was struggling there too <laughs> that's why i asked you to do it because i couldn't remember we, we had, two weeks ago we did it yeah we did it was two weeks ago and the three prongs is uh it, it has to do with uh, knowing you're the apple of your father's eye the um yeah i'm drawing a blank let's we'll go back and listen to our own show uh but there's three prongs and it's almost like compass points that we talked about that you got to have that foundation. The generalist, to, to the specialist. Thank you, Al. You're welcome. In studio today, let me pause there for a second. There's Robbie and, and Al, Vinny and myself. And so we're, uh, we're all here today and we're going to be talking about the topic of, I, uh, not identity, that was last week, validation. And somewhere along the way, I'm sure we'll remember what that first point was. But, but really, it's the things that you need as a foundational element as a young boy or even as an older man. Because if you don't have those, you're going to look other places to try to find them. And so we're going to begin with this topic of validation. And, and where was a boy meant to get validation from? Now, Robbie, I know you've read some or out, we talked in Vinny, that in culturally, you know, Vinny growing up for you, culturally that was traditionally done through the family, was it not? It sure was, you know. Well, I think every boy growing up, uh, they want validation from their dad. Uh, but uh, when we get into it, I'll tell you a, fun, a story that just came to me, to be honest with you, ap uh, about validation. Well, I might as well say it right now. Okay. Uh, of course, all young boys look for validation from their dad, you know. And I got not too much validation Go ahead, Vinny. Uh, from my dad sometimes. And you know who stepped in to validate it? Huh. My mom, because she wow. picked up she picked up that, you know, I wasn't getting what I wanted from Papa, you know, so she seen it as a mother, and there I am, you know, five, six, seven years old. And she put her arms around me and started to talk about stuff that, you know, had nothing to do with me wanting to be with my dad, which mm -hmm. was mostly 
the car and the pigeons and stuff like that. Sure. So you can get validation from your mom too. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, strictly a dad or a man. That's right. You know, I think that there's there's elements of that that play a role in understanding. You know, things I have what I knowing what I have what it takes, knowing what my identity is, knowing those types of things. But in that validity can come from multiple sources. But there's only one lasting source, which we'll talk about later in the show. But God originally intended for the young boy to get that from his father. I mean, he is somewhat the mirror image. You know, he has the same parts <laughs> as him. The mom doesn't. And so, you know, he looks to him and says, hey, you're my mirror image. This is maybe what I should, you know, get my okay from. Hey, you're really all right in what you do. Al's laughing at me, so I'm having a hard time. But let's listen to a clip here about a boy, not a young boy, but a man who comes back after a change in life and see what he seeks from from his dad. Now, this is a really goofy clip, and it's called The Masculine Journey, and this is a clip that's probably going to make you just a little uncomfortable. If you haven't seen the movie Zoolander, Ben Stiller plays a male model. He's very male model-like from the standpoint of the stereotypical, um, kind of frilly a little. And so in this scene, what happens is he comes back from kind of a change in career. He's wanting to go into a new path and he goes back to the coal mining town in which he grew up and he went and spent a day in the coal mine with his family and they come back and they're talking about their day. And one of his commercials as a male model comes on in which he played a mermaid or as he'll call it a merman. And just listen to the exchange. Uh, the freshman for his All-American, John DeRosa, the wide receiver. Got him wide open in the middle of the field. Big rush. Oh. Who's winning the match? I think I'm getting the black lung, Bob. It's not very well ventilated down there. You've been down there one day. Talk to me in 30 years. to make a new life for myself. I'm sorry I was born with this perfect bone structure, that my hair looks better done up with gel and mousse than hidden under a stupid hat with a light on it. All I ever wanted to do was make you proud of me, Pop. With what, your male modeling? Prancing around in your underwear? You're dead to me, boy. You're more dead to me than your dead mother. I just thank the Lord she didn't live to see her son as a mermaid. Merman. <coughs> Merman. <laughs> I know there was a lot there. But as you listen to that, Vinny, what did he really want from his dad? When it came down to it, this is the silliest clip you'll probably ever hear this in. But the truth of what did he really want to hear from his dad there? Acknowledgement for what he was. 
And what he was doing was working and, you know, the same way his dad was working, only though just different professions. Right. He was a merman. Merman, that's right. And he wanted to, he wanted that validation. I never thought I'd hear you say merman, so that's good. Uh, Pretty good. I almost lost my teeth. <laughs> we'll have to use that as a sound bite for something. But you have this guy going in, Robbie, and he's saying, Dad, all I really wanted in life was your approval. I wanted, to, I wanted to know that I was okay in your eyes. And this is not a young man at this point in this movie. He's like in his early 40s. And so, you know, does that something that ever leaves a man? I know your father's still around. You know, you're fortunately that he is. But at some level, don't you still really look for that from your dad? No, I'll tell you, there's nothing like, you know, getting that from your father. And mm-hmm. I've been blessed to, to have received it many, many, many times. And just, you know, recently as I was, you know, sitting with him at the dinner table because he's, He's just moved back to this part of North Carolina. He lost his wife at the beginning of the year. And, you know, for him to just sit there, I'm so proud of what you're doing. You know, that kind of thing, it just feels, you know, like that's how that was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But the challenge is sometimes, you know, people are driven for something that they can't get. Right. And it takes us to some really bad places where we're trying to get that where it's not available. Absolutely. And maybe you grew up in a house where dad wasn't around. Um, Al, I know that that was some of what you lived through, but you also, I know, played sports and you did some things. And so were there times that you really loved to hear from an older man? You know, I had a football coach, Henry Douglas. And when I first went out for football, um, he spoke it into me. He just, he called it out when I was afraid of somebody, you know, (laughs) in his own uh, special way, he gave me. Uh, the talk that you got what it takes, and if you don't, I'm going to give you something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and I ended up getting in a fight with a guy named Farrell Burton. Um, and, and you know, it's funny when somebody, and the way he did it was, you know, this guy was bigger than me, tougher than me. Just he had, you know, the the strength, the height, the weight. And he said, you know, Farrell doesn't wear protection, so when you're coming up. <laughs> Take advantage of it. Now, those weren't the words he used. Right. And he goes, or else. <laughs> and it, it, and he said, and just remember, you're wearing pads. It's not going to hurt when he hits you back. And all of a sudden, I had somebody telling me the ins and the outs. Mm-hmm. You know, last week, we talked about my first experience and something like that. Now, I had this. He played guard for Tennessee Volunteers. He took us to our first victory in, like, I don't know, years. First winning season in years. And he spoke that into me. And what uh, I just needed that so badly in my life that this football coach looked at me and thought, he's not a wimp. He's just afraid. Mm-hmm. And we got to, you know, we got to turn that around. And he didn't do it in a kind, gentle way. I mean, he did it like a man, masculine, you know, full of fire and um, anger. <laughs> and lots of other words. Yeah. You know, I'm sure in the midst of it. There's something in us when God designed us for that need. To know that we have not approval is not necessarily the word, word but we 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 know that we have the ability to, to be what we've been called to be that we have the ability to rise up the ability to stand in the gap to do those things and and with a need for this validation and we're gonna have a couple more clips when we come back from the break but often Robbie that need if he doesn't get it when he's in his you know young days of boyhood and he moves into teenage years where does he start to look for that validation at now we look for it look for it from the women that's right (laughs) young ladies 
we're, we're all sorts of places. We, you know, I, I, like I said, my, my father gave me a lot of validation, my mother, but that didn't change the fact that it seems like I needed tons of it. Mm-hmm. I needed it th- there when I was asking a girl out or I needed it there when I was on the basketball team. And, I, it, it, you know, whether I was on the first string, second string, or, you know, the guy who didn't get picked, all those things, they, they enter into, am I valid? You know, if I can interject, just as quickly and as often as your parents speak validation into you, the enemy's going to be right there telling you they're lying, going to remind you of failures that is going to, and oftentimes, have more credibility than the people that you love. Agreed. And I think, you know, as we head into break, one thing I don't want you to hear if you're a parent out there, that it doesn't really matter if I speak that life into right. my, my child. It does. It makes all the difference in the world. But if you didn't get it, God still has it in store for you. You're the balance. And, for and, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. And we're going to talk about what happens when you take that to the woman or to other places. And how's that really lead into your pose? Come back and join us. Masculine Journey Radio is listener supported and we are very thankful for every dollar. But I wanted to take a moment to share a really easy way that you can support us. If you use Amazon to purchase things, all you need to do is go to smile.amazon.com, which is their charity contribution site. And from there, select Good Heart Ministries to support. And Amazon will donate 5% of your purchase to us. To donate or watch a video on how to do this, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Sam Main here for Masculine Journey Radio Show. Our show often focuses on healing and freedom that's found through walking more intimately with the Father. I know no one wants to see a counselor, but often there are times I find myself stuck and needing a little bit more help. And that's why I turn to my friends at Seasons of the Heart. Kim and Catherine are experienced counselors that help you find healing through the Father. For more information on Seasons of the Heart, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. That's MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. Uh, we are really glad that you came back and are listening with us today as we talk about this topic of validation and, and where do you look for it at? And that's the answer's kind of been everywhere. You know, but as right. a young boy, you look for it primarily from your father. If your father's not around, you, you hopefully have a grandfather or an uncle or a coach or somebody that can help fill that gap, but you really kind of look for that from a male. Because again, if you look in the mirror, he's going to be the closest thing you have that looks like you. And did I say it better that time, Al, on how I said that? Th- thank you. Much better. All I right. was just impressed with the difference. It, I had time to think about how to phrase that. The, the mother plays an important role. But as we talked a lot of times on this show, masculinity is bestowed. And so that validation, that masculine validation, really has to come from a male down to a male. And, and not that the mother doesn't play an important role or sisters don't. It, it's vital. Grandmothers play an important role. All those things. You know, and, and Eldridge says it very eloquently that um, a boy learns what masculinity is from his father or from a man. He learns the value of that masculinity from his mother and how she reacts to it. Yeah, that's a good point. Maybe I should listen to that. That was really good. Um, the What happens when you don't get it? And, and Robbie, I asked you before the break, you know, where does that young boy start to take that question? Most often it is to Eve. You know, God said... In Genesis, it's not good for man to be alone, and he creates Eve and, and says that those two are meant to be together. Right? So our heart is meant to desire that, but not as our source of validation. And I'm going to go to the clip that we've used a, a few times from uh, Legends of the Fall. And in this clip, you have the oldest brother 
who is talking to what used to be his youngest brother's fiance, and the youngest brother passed away, and he's fallen in love with her, and she doesn't necessarily feel the same way, but listen to his words and what he's really asking her to do, not as much for her, but for his heart. Susanna? Hmm? You know how much I love Samuel. And I think... You know, out of respect for him, I wanted to say it in this place. I think you know that I'm in love with you. From the first moment I saw you, like in a novel, I... That's... uh, It's my mother's overblown romantic imagination coming out in me, I suppose. (laughs) Well, you're not making this very easy for me, Susanna. Sorry. Is there any hope that you could learn to love me? Oh, no, 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 not that the way you love Samuel, of course, but enough to... We could make a life together. A happy life. I don't think so, Alfred. Sounds like you're not sure, though. Maybe... Maybe there's a chance? It only cause you pain, Alfred. Well, why don't you let me be the judge of that? All right. So, Al, you know, you just said a quote from Eldridge there. Was he really trying to find that value appropriately in her? Not even close. What was he really trying to do there? He was trying to feed his ego, self-esteem, that he was he adored this woman. He wanted to devour her to make himself feel better. And that's exactly what a man shouldn't do. And that's what a woman needs to avoid. Right. And she, she's smart enough to see that. Right. But, but he keeps going there. And just going to throw out a question for any of you. Have you ever kind of looked to Eve for the answer to the to female to say, hey, this is, if she's going to let me know that I am really have what it takes. She's going to help me understand my identity. She's going to help me have this validity of who I am as a man. Or have you guys been able to avoid that? Well, you know, I think the biggest thing, the danger in it, is that when you do, you're only as good as her mood. If she's in a bad mood and you're getting your va- her valid your validation from her, all of a sudden you've gone from hero to zero. What have you done for me lately? Mm-hmm. And so I have, I've suffered, and taken the bumps, and uh, got the t-shirt and worn the big L on my forehead. To quote a good friend of mine, they're they're sort of a Shrek aspect to that there's layers (laughs) and uh oh yeah i mean it's still there oh yeah and and there's times where i man can i will i ever get to the point where it isn't so hard you know where you know this when mama's not happy nobody's happy and and that's kind of what that feels like a lot Mm -hmm. and and i struggle there and that's where you know robbie i know you're very much throw this question out as to look under the hood when those things, when those life things are going on and look under the hood and say, okay, what am I really trying to get here? You know, when her mood changes and I feel like, oh no, am I messing up or whatever that might be, is that because you're looking, not you, Robbie, I'm talking to, no, yeah. in general, okay. I'm me. just looking at you. <laughs> isn't it really that you're saying, hey, I'm trying to get some value out of you and so that reflection isn't what I want to see. Right. You know, and so we all can kind of go there and it's, it's important to remember to go to offer our strength not to try to get strength from, but it's so hard to do when we don't have a permanent source of strength to go to. And she feels like she's going to fill that void. 
See, and the the struggle is, I think it's Galatians that talks about sonship, and in their your relationship with God as a father, and he talks about, and basically it's telling you this is where your validation has to come from in order for you to truly feel restored um, as a son of Adam, so to speak, to, mm-hmm. to borrow from C.S. Lewis. Well, the challenge is, because if you're, and, and everybody has different ways that they relate to people, and those of us who are sales type personalities, like a car salesman would be. <laughs> Do we know one like that? Then, you know, we need to feel like we're accepted by the person. You know, we have a different mm-hmm. set of needs than the other people have, and so acceptance is a huge thing. And so... It, 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 even though you know intellectually, yeah, I need to get my validation from God, but when I'm not feeling accepted and I'm not feeling valued, then, you know, it puts me in a, in a really hard place, but that could be exactly where God wants me, as, as Al puts it, but that doesn't <laughs> make it less uncomfortable. It doesn't, and, and not that those things won't affect you or shouldn't affect you. I mean, it should affect you if there's something wrong in your relationship. I mean, that should affect you. But it shouldn't rock your world. It shouldn't take that situation and say, it's when those life things happen, they're going to happen anyway because we're people, there's broken people out there. But when we don't have that foundation of validation from God underneath it, we have nothing to anchor to. And what ends up happening is we start to look anywhere to try to find that validation, even if it means posing. You know, a lot of that poser just is really about looking for validation if I'm not good enough the way I really am, I'm going to throw a false front to you that hopefully will help me feel that validation and that love from you. And so I'm going to go to a clip with from Ben Stiller again, a little bit different version of a Ben Stiller clip. And we've used it a few times, but it's from uh, Meet the Parents. And this is a prayer clip of when they've asked him to pray. And so he's kind of just led him on a bunch of stories about how he could milk a cat and all the stuff up until now. And they've asked him to pray for the meal. And I want you to listen to his prayer and kind of say, what's he really looking for here? Is he looking to offer up something to God, or is he looking to get some credibility from others? I said grace in many a dinner table. Okay. Oh, dear God. Thank you. You are such a good God to us, a a kind and gentle and accommodating God. And we thank you, oh sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day by day, day by day by day. Oh, dear Lord, three things we pray. To love thee more dearly, to see thee more clearly, to follow thee more nearly, day by day, by day. Amen. Amen. Oh, Greg, that was lovely. Thank you, Greg. That was interesting, too. <laughs> Funny story that um, a couple of weeks ago was a National Day of Prayer, and so <laughs> the uh, the bridge was, was kind enough, and I was truly honored. They wanted me to come pray for the people in the media, and so 
people are coming up on stage and of course praying in public and i've prayed in public a lot but it's just a unique experience you know there in that kind of setting and they had the mayor of kernersville and you know dignitaries of all sorts and so all these people after they prayed they would clap i mean the church would <laughs> clap it was just it was i suppose appropriate but it's just a little unusual so you know my turn got up there to pray and when I got done praying, they didn't clap. And I was like, oh. And then when I when I started to step off the stage, it was like they remembered we were supposed to clap. <laughs> they started to clap. And so I sat down, and Jim Graham was right there, and I said, should I be concerned? Because, <laughs> you know, where I am, I need acceptance. And I feel like they didn't clap for my prayer. <laughs> What's up with that? And it was just, you know, I was listening to that going, you know, that sounds awfully familiar. Was I offering up, which I really was trying to right. offer up a prayer for the, for the media, but you know, you can't help it when you're praying in public, feel like, you know, is that what I'm doing? Yeah, absolutely. And, and here you have a guy that's going to introduce or meet what could be his future in-laws. And so he's wanting to make a good impression and everything's happened that hasn't led up to a good impression. So he's trying to build upon that. We got just a, a little over a minute left and I want to talk about, we've talked about where people go and how that kind of leads to the pose is when we don't find it. But at some point we have to realize where we have to go. And so I'm going to play a quick clip. We're going to come back and talk about it for the rest of the show. But this is from Bruce Almighty. And this is after Bruce has been God for a period of time. God's allowed him to do it. And he realizes that all these places he's looking is not giving him the answers he wants. And so let's listen to this real quick. Now, if you've seen the movie, it gets hit by a truck. That doesn't work out too good. <laughs> Eventually it does. But in that, really what we, we have to decide is, am I going to seek that validation from other sources? Is, am I going to look, even though I need it from my parents, even though it's, it's great to get from other people, it's not the life-giving water that Jesus talks about. It's water. It's, it, it refreshes us, but it doesn't give us that permanent quench of that thirst that we've been born with. And so when we surrender that all to God and we give it to him and say, I want what you want for me, I want the validation to come first and foremost from you. And then that other stuff you give me is just icing on top of a very, very good cake. And next week we're going to talk about when you get that, when you enter into that validation from him, where that leads to for you and others. Thanks for joining us.